to welcome to another episode of the Speech Entropy Podcast today with Phil Sutherland. Hey, Phil, how's it going? Going good, Jonathan. How are you doing today? I am uh, very well. It's uh, a very nice day here uh, in Germany, quite sunny, um, quite warm. And uh, I'm excited that we're doing this today. And as always, you know, kind of as an icebreaker question for, uh, for today's recording, it would be great if you, you know, and take your time with that. Uh, I, I always say it's the most important question. Um, you know, please tell us where, you know, where are you coming from? Who's Phil? What's your story? And, you know, how, how did you end up where you are today? So, look, I, I'm a, uh, I like to just think of myself as, you know, a normal guy. Um, I like to ride bikes. Uh, I'm a proud father of four children, um, Riley, Alexander, Philip, and Leo, uh, which is you know, great joy of life very clearly pri helps prioritize life, um, which is fun, no matter how, how I get, if I get dropped on a group ride or uh, have a bad day at the office, I come home and everything's still the same with the kids. And that's, that's just for me, phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> but I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida. I was raised by a single mom. I was diagnosed with type one diabetes at seven months of age. Um, you know, my parents were told I'd be dead or blind by 25. And we were able to use sport kind of as a means to one, help me control glucose to begin, and then two, help me stay motivated to perfect glucose for a performance outcome. Um, <clears throat> I started riding bikes at 12 years old so that I could eat Snickers bars. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if I, if I didn't, I'd have to wait two hours for my insulin to kick in back then. <clears throat> so I found I ride my bike to the gas station, eat a candy bar, you know, come home when my legs hurt, my glucose would be perfect. Then I could go ride and eat a candy bar, then stop at the gas station, buy another candy bar. And that was the, the game that got me into cycling. Uh, I wasn't very good, but I didn't quit. And you know, I was able to become top 10 in the nation uh, in the, as a junior in the Criterium. I uh, went to the University of Georgia, again, top you know, ninth place U23 national championships in the road race. Really wanted to be a professional bike racer. Um, but, you know, kind of decided to stay in school, uh, helped a friend with diabetes, get motivated to take control. Um, you know, I realized sport and the bike in particular could be a great platform to help people. And in college, I started team type one nearly 17 years or just over 17 years ago, uh, to use the bike as a platform to inspire, educate and empower people affected by diabetes, uh, got on continuous glucose monitor trial in 2005. That changed my life. You know, I learned more in 20 days about what everything did to my body than in the prior 23 years of obsessing about glucose control. Um, you know, got a partnership with Abbott to sponsor our team to do the Race Across America in 2006. Uh, we did well, learned a lot, yeah, came back and won it outright, set a world record in 2007. I got to achieve a dream of being a pro cyclist in 2008 and 2009. Uh, I wasn't very good, and um, so at least, but I checked that box. And then, you know, 2010 and beyond, uh, began just focusing full-time on the business development for the cycling team. Uh, you know, we became a pro-continental team, top 25 in the world, 2011, 2012, um, and then got the chance to meet with some senior leaders at Nova Nordisk. Uh, they took over the naming rights. We formed a partnership, which is called Team Nova Nordisk, the world's first all-diabetic pro cycling team. Um, you guys race to drive change for the diabetes world. Uh, I've been using continuous glucose monitors since inception. And, uh, you know, those, what those kids are, they're kids, now young adults, you know, they're heroes that I wish existed when I was a kid growing up with diabetes. Uh, they're really competitive. We've had a few podiums this year. Uh, we've got a great development team, junior team, I have camps in the summertime to bring kids from around the world in. Uh, and it's just a really powerful program. But, and I know I'm going long-winded on your initial question here, so I'll, I'll get to the finish line of this one shortly. But, you know, for the athletes with diabetes, you know, we have been seeing the data for so many years that if glucose is not optimized, they don't perform at their best. Uh, and using a continuous glucose monitor in their jersey pockets, it's the same as a blood glucose monitor. You know, if you don't have the data in front of you, you can't take action. Uh, so I, you know, had a conceptual patent in 2009 to bring it to the bike computer, 
Uh, we worked with a few different partners to try and do that who failed. And then ultimately it was Chip Hawkins, the CEO, founder of, uh, former CEO and the founder of Wahoo Fitness based here in Atlanta, who said he'd do it for me. Uh, and December 12th, 2018, was the very first time that I rode my bike with glucose on my Wahoo Bolt and got to see every data point in front of me while riding a bike. And, you know, similar to that first experience with the CGM, you know, I learned more in, you know, two weeks of seeing every data point in front of me about how to optimize fueling on the bike. And I went a whole lot faster. Uh, and I just knew that this was a product that the world needed, wanted to bring it to market. And that's really what led to the creation of Super Sapiens, uh, three almost three and a half years ago. So it's been, it's a fun journey. You know, I, I guess to sum it up, I like to create businesses that can help people, you know, from team type one, team of an artist, really helping inspire the diabetes community and the people around them, the families, uh, the brothers, the sisters, the mothers and fathers, especially. <clears throat> and that's been just an incredible journey. Uh, and then with Super Sapiens, you know, I'm getting to help athletes be the best of themselves you know, to go faster, go longer, uh, optimize, you know, priming, performing, recovery, so that they can, you know, go out there and achieve whatever their goals are. And the secret caveat to all of that is I like to create businesses which allow me to ride my bike as part of the day job uh, and give me an excuse to sneak out of work here and there to continue research and development using our technology because, um, you know, I've checked my glucose more than anyone else in the world uh, over the last 40 years. Uh, and now I get to share that knowledge with, you know, everyone. And that's, you know, I'm truly grateful for the opportunity the world has presented to me. Oh, especially like that last point. So you, N equals one is part of your, uh, you know, part of your role as a CEO. <laughs> all right. Um, N equals one know. is all that matters, right? It's Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's everyone, when it comes to, you know, metabolism, you know, we're all snowflakes. Uh, I, as someone told me a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, N equals one is all that matters, uh, but it's fun. Yes. Fun to get out and ride bikes as part of the testing protocol. Yeah. Great. Um, we'll, we'll get into super sapiens, um, in, in just a minute and, and dive deeper into kind of like the early days and stuff, but let's, you know, before that, um, I, 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 I find it remarkable. So like, I'm not really aware in terms of the numbers, um, when it comes to, um, you know, kind of like bike riding as, as a sport in the U S is it like, uh, how big of a thing is it in the U.S.? It's, it's big. You know, there's group rides in Atlanta you know, on Saturday, Sunday that have hundreds of people on them. Um, I'd say the road scene is kind of, it's struggling. You know, when we had Tour de California, U.S. Pro Challenge, Tour of Utah, you know, there was a, a big drive for continental teams to try and use those as stepping stones to get up. And so a lot more kids were racing road bikes. With the absence of those races, we've seen, you know, it's more of a criterium scene again, uh, with some exceptions like Tour of Gila, Tour of Ar um, the Joe Martin stage race, which my Devo team is racing at this weekend. But the gravel and mountain bike scene are really picking up again. So the gravel races, you know, like we're, we're entering in a partnership with the Steamboat Gravel. They got 3,000 people that do that thing. You know, it sells out over you know, within minutes of opening registration. So I'd say the cycling scene here has evolved a lot in the last, especially five years, but there's still a lot of people riding bikes and with the likes of Zwift and Peloton and others, more people are getting more active more often, which is a great thing for society as a whole. Right. So, um, you know, let, let's maybe talk a little bit about that time of you, like, you know, kind of, um, you said it was your dream to, to, you know, um, write a professional, like write professionally. And, and kind of like, you know, in that, in that process of, of building ultimately a, a, sp a sports team and, you know, um, that, that, that whole time that ultimately also went into this, um, uh, the team Novo Nordisk. And, um, you know, to, I'm, I'm curious to, to, to understand. So as a kind of like as a background before that leads into Super Sapiens, you know, what was, were you already at that time, like, um, you know, kind of like uh, trying all sorts of things out, you know, observing what was like going on in order to improve things, you know, because, you know, and, and we're going to get this when we talk about super sapiens is the sense, you know, there's um, I, 
you know, if we talk about the variables, if we talk about this sports um, kind of area, you know, we talk about high-performing individuals, right? High-performing individuals does not not necessarily mean that somebody needs to be an athlete, right? You can be high-performing. I had this the comment the other day as well from a person that said you can be high-performing in the boardroom, you know? So, um, you know, tell me about that time. Were you, like, you know, actively observing kind of from your own interest, but, like, also, you know... Um, as part of your job of like, you know, building a team, et cetera, like what are the opportunities, you know, I mean, variables started to hit off at like 2013, et cetera. So, you know, got, got me through this, um, this process. Yeah. So yes, experimenting with everything, you know, there's, there's a multitude of, like, I probably tried 14 different insulins. You know, I've tried multiple insulin pumps, continuous glucose monitors, everything that's on market today. I I've tested it. Um, you know, it's, you know, when you look at different nutrition strategies, you know, games like, you know, I, I play with everything. Uh, you know, it's, that's one of the things that I think I'm most proud of with, you know, team type one and team Logan orders, because I never put a company on our Jersey that I didn't have, you know, full confidence that it was something we could promote and help people to be better with. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I was in a big rush to get out of college and start paying off my student loan debt. So I didn't pursue any you know, continuing education, but I've had a great privilege to be friends with you know, leading scientists in the world um, and the world of diabetes and now sports nutrition. So I'm like a, a scientist by association. And <clears throat> what is science? It's trying something, failing, trying something, failing, trying something, failing until eventually you find success. And then using that success to educate others and help them find that success faster. So, you know, from all the different nutrition things out there to, you know, do I feel better on the bike with a glucose of 300 or glucose of 60? I, I've tested everything. Um, and, I, and I, like I said, you know, as a kid, I check my glucose 20 times a day with finger stick testing. Yeah. Uh, I typically give seven to 10 injections per day. Uh, to try and really maintain glucose as close to a non-diabetic level as possible. And then with continuous glucose monitoring, I can take that to even one step better. You know, I you know, could gamify the world of glucose control to be better than people without diabetes uh, from an average standpoint. So it's it's been a fun journey. Uh, I've learned a lot. I, and the exciting part is you know, I'm still learning. Like it, I'm a student of life. I'm a student of glucose. I'm a student of, you know, performance optimization to your point, because, you know, I have to be high performing when I'm here at work. You know, I like to be high performing when I'm on the bike. You know, I'm, I'm finding that uh, with the creation of super sapiens, I've helped everyone else get faster and I'm not getting faster. So it's actually to my own demise. Um, but you know, when I'm home with the family, if, if I'm not optimized, I'm not going to perform and be the best father I can be or the best husband I can be. So, uh, yeah, it's fun to like, life's a game, life's a journey. And, you know, we can all, we can only be the best of who we are, right? Uh, our God-given talents are, are, they are what they are. You can work to improve, prove them, but you know, if, if you're not experimenting, not pushing the envelope, then you stay the same. And, you know, I'm an athlete. I don't want to stay the same. I, I want to get better. Yeah, I like that. And I'm, you know, I'm going to ask you more on a, on a personal note, you know, like, and I think you, you, it's beautiful that you reference it as well, as well to your, you know, role as a father and, and husband as well. And I think there's like this, this topic, this entire topic in general, you know, we talk about high performance always kind of like in the sense of like, you know, doing better at work, etc. But like, how do you, how do you be high performant, right? But like also balance all the different kind of aspects in life, right? And I think this is kind of like a challenge and, and we'll, we'll get to that. But, you know, uh, let, let's talk about, um, <clears throat> you said, um, you know, God's given talent. So, uh, you know, tell me like, if, if, if you would describe yourself in the sense of like, you know, what is your strength? Like, well, you know, what, what kind of like makes you, I mean, ultimately, yes, it makes sense that you did, you kind of like got into super sapiens, but I think like being a startup founder is also kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's a special type of task. Not a lot of people can can do this, right? I mean, you can you can be you can somebody can be an athlete. Somebody has you know been in professional sports, maybe has built up a team. But it's I, I think it's a different kind of game, like to 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 build a build up a startup venture, right? So, get you know what, what's 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 your what's your take on this? Yeah, it's like re resilience, 
right? It, there's and humbleness, humility, like you know, to to work in a small team, there's there you can't have an ego, right? It's you you have to check egos at the door because everything we've done in the past, you know, it's finished, right? The only thing we control is what we do now and what we aim to do in the future. Uh, so I, I try to have that mentality always. Like I yeah, I've done a lot of really cool things for the world. I've made a tremendous impact on the world, but you know, what's done is done. Uh, you know, the future is what we control. And <clears throat> I, I do agree, like a balanced life is critically important, right? And uh, this startup journey has been, uh, I heard the war stories from you know, founders and read the books and, you know, granted, I, you know, I built team type one as a college kid, right? I had nothing to lose at that point. So there was, you know, risk was everything at that point and, you know, do something bold that's never been done before. Great. Then when I team Nova Nordis began, you know, <clears throat> I was just getting married. We soon after had our first child, you start to look at life in a different balance. And what I, what I found was, because I, with our first child, I gained weight. You know, I was focused heavily on the business, trying to be as present as possible at home. And I let go of taking care of myself. I stopped riding. I, I put on, you know, call it 12 and a half kilos uh, after our, Alexander was born. And, uh, and, you know, I realized I've got to take care of myself. You know, and so I really started to, my athletes, the good thing about owning a professional cycling team uh, and, you know, I have diabetes, all my athletes have diabetes. So it's not your typical owner rider relationship. Like we are, you know, it's because of my dream that they're able to pursue their dreams. And because they're so focused on pursuing their dream that my dream of creating hope and inspiration for the world is coming true. So I really enjoy my relationship, my friendship with the athletes on the team. Uh, and what they're doing for society out there. So I, I ride bikes with them at camp, you know, and when they come up to me, hey, Phil, you're, you're a little fat, you know, if, hey, Phil, you know, it's, you know, because on the bike, you know, there's no hierarchy, right? There's no, yeah, 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 yeah. on the bike, you're all riders, uh, which is why I think I love, I love this sport so much because, you know, you go out and you ride with CEOs, you ride with janitors and, you know, every, everything between, and you're all equal on two wheels. Uh, who can suffer the most and, you, know, you you go. So my athletes kind of helped motivate me to start getting back in shape and start riding more and start setting cycling goals, which if I hadn't had that coming into the startup world, you know, I might've broken, you know, 25 times by now, but I've had the bike, you know, to bring balance, maybe some red wine uh, and a cold beer uh, here and there to help with that balance. But, you know, cycling for me has been the key outlet to solve you know, the issues that we've had in this world of startup. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of people look at exercise as something they have to do just for fitness. But, you know, for me, exercise, you know, if you look at four pillars of health in the world, uh, for, you know, there's exercise, there's nutrition, there's sleep, and then there's mental health, critically important. And I see, I really see exercise and activity as the centerpiece of that, because when you're active, Typically, you eat better because you want to feel better when you're active. When you're eating better and more active, then you sleep better. And when you're exercising, eating well, sleeping well, your mental health is going to improve. And you know, and so I really, and that's what we have. You know, like I've been at medical conferences for years and years. Take this drug, take that drug, do this, this surgery. They're all band-aids on the problem. Now I'm I'm alive and well today because of the innovations in science and technology. So. I'm not saying these drugs don't have a place for people, but I say to the, the leading researchers, do you talk to your patients about exercise? No, they're not gonna do it. It's a waste of time. It's easier just to give them a, a, a pill rather than ask them to go take action. And to me, that's, that's BS, right? And uh, as, as we say here, people need to believe in themselves you know, fundamentally. And when you start to exercise, the rest of the, your world changes. And I, I joke that you know, my wife, you know, she's a physician, uh, led the national program for diabetes for the Ministry of Health in Macedonia, did amazing work for the type one diabetic and type two diabetic populations there from a access education standpoint. But we always had debates, right? Because honey, I wanna go ride my bike. No, 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 stay home. Honey, I wanna, Saturday, I'm going on the group ride. 
you're leaving me again? You know, and it's, look, since I'm 12 years old, every Saturday I've gone out on a group ride. I promise you it's not going to change. Let's not argue about it. <clears throat> but it wasn't until about a year into Super Sapiens where I finally said, we're going to do a test. One week, no exercise. And let's see what happens. And her, for her, and her average glucose at the end of that seven days was 105 milligrams per deciliter. Week two, you know, you have to exercise five days, you know, 30 minutes of cardiovascular activity. I don't care what it is. <clears throat> and at the end of that week, I think she did a couple of Peloton rides, a, then a, a few runs. Her average glucose was 95 milligrams per deciliter. Her stability, you know, was, you know, was brought even, even greater than it had ever been before. And she said, wait a second, exercise is really good for your health. Like I've got the data now to, to prove it. I said, yeah, I think I've been telling you this for 10 years now. She's like, no, no, but there's data now. It is actually good for your health. You weren't just trying to get out of the house. You were trying to take care of yourself. I said, yeah, she, from that point forward, anytime I've come home from work and said, honey, I have to ride, like I need this. She says, go. So, I mean, it's, she, what we have here is it's not just a tool for performance, for optimization, but it's a tool to validate, you know, prioritize and exercise in one's life. And, you know, I don't care what, you know, who you are in society. Um, I, I do know, and I have the data now in, in mass that, you know, days that people exercise, their metabolic health is better than days that they don't. Uh, so I just want to, I want a healthy and active world. I think we can pre prevent a lot of disease it's not the intent of super sapiens, but it can be one of the cascading consequences of this new field of continuous glucose monitoring for the world without diabetes. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and that's why I'm, I'm super excited, right, um, to talk to you, uh, to speak to you today. Uh, and it's because the entire field has been exploding. There are so many different players and we're going to dive deeper into, you know, kind of unraveling this and like, you know, positioning super savings there and kind of like your vision, et cetera, for the long run. But, you know, let's start, let's, let's start with the, with the early days, you know, um, 2019, you start super savings, um, you know, literally, you know, months before that, before like, you know, launching a company, et cetera, before you were like, you know, you know what, what the product is, et cetera, what you're going to be building before you raise, et cetera, what is happening? I mean, we were, so, so from that point, December 12th, when I got the, the, the Wahoo with glucose on it, you know, I, we just had my third child, my third, my wife and I had our third, my, my fourth in total. Um, you know, I'd gotten in pretty good shape the prior year. And then I, I knew, okay, I can't do what I did the first two times. <clears throat> you know, I, let's try to maintain this. So I got a Wahoo kicker. I signed up for Zwift. And, you know, I came up with a new method of get the family to sleep by 8.30, then go ride my bike and stare at my data on Zwift. Uh, and so I did that over and over, just kept learning and I realized there's something here. Then got to training camp in January of 2019. We put the technology on all the athletes of Team of Nordisk. These guys have been racing professionally for, you know, seven, eight, nine years for some of them. <clears throat> and first seven days of having the data in front of them, they made so many changes and how they fueled their bodies. They went faster. We set, you know, new power records for all of the athletes. And we went on to have, you know, one of the most successful seasons, you know, in the history of the team. It was just, it was beautiful to watch. So I knew I wanted to bring this to market, but you know, I've, I've raised 140 million some odd dollars selling hope and inspiration. That's not a transaction. That's partnership with companies that want to make an impact in the world. Now I had a product that I wanted to sell, but I didn't have a product. I had a concept. Uh, and I started asking people who had built and sold products, founders of companies, um, people in senior positions at, you know, big biotech pharma companies, you know, what do they think of this? And I, I kept hearing the same thing. I don't have diabetes. I'd buy that. I don't have diabetes. I'd buy that. And so I started shifting my mindset to maybe there's it's not just for people with diabetes, let's bring it outside. And <clears throat> so I started, I hired an attorney, you know, founded the company on February 4th, uh, 2019. A couple weeks later, a friend of mine who had done uh, the Leadville 100 running race after he sold his parents' company, um, you know, got to be a professional athlete for a couple of years. He said, Phil, this is really cool. I buy this. 
Uh, and he introduced me to a couple of guys, Todd and Brian, who ended up becoming my co-founders. And, you know, along with you know, Fitz Allen, who was on the call earlier, Gagan, my CTO, but I met Todd and Brian and they said, look, you know, we, not only would we buy this, but this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to change the world of sport. You know, if you get a deal with a sensor company, um, you know, we'll quit our jobs and, you know, come, come work with you. And so, you know, I just, I kept going on bike rides and ideating, you know, I just trying, how do I do this? Who do I work with? And, you know, did the landscape of, you know, of the manufacturing supply, you know, there's a lot of great companies who are working on continuous glucose monitoring. Uh, some have more of a focus in type one, some have more of a, a niche with implantables, but Abbott was the, the one, A, the very first partner I had, and the only company that had invested significantly in manufacturing to ensure an untethered capacity for scale. You know, I didn't aim to build a small company, right? I wanted to build a company that could impact the entire world of sport. And I do believe anyone with a goal is an athlete. Um, Nike says, if you have a body, you're an athlete. Right. So the world of sport uh, technically is very broad. Um, so, you know, I approached Abbott, you know, and Abbott is a great company, you know, at, at its core. You know, a, a year and a half prior, I was in Rwanda <clears throat> at a diabetes Congress. I, I've been supporting, you know, funding glucose testing supplies for type one diabetics in Rwanda since 2010 uh, through, through the team type one foundation. And it had gotten a point. There were now so many people alive that my small foundation couldn't afford it anymore. And I, I wrote to the CEO of Abbott at the time and said, I need help. You know, could you sell them product at a really low price? Because <clears throat> it could be sustainable. And I said, well, we're not in a position to, to sell, you know, set up a new business unit, but we're doing very well as a company. Could we just make the donation? I said, yeah, of course. You know, and so they created, committed to a, essentially a four-year, $12 million retail value donation to the government of Rwanda to provide all the blood glucose supplies. So I went back to uh, meet with a man who actually helped see it all through, uh, presented a nice plaque to say thank you, talked about Team Nova Nordisk and the fun work we're doing. And then I showed my bike computer uh, to, to a guy and, to, and, he's, and he said, this is really interesting. I said, he goes, which market? I said, the sports market. I said, That's, that would be a great way to bring this technology outside of people with diabetes. And I'd hired a, a, a young man by the name of Mert to, you know, in March, we did a branding exercise and I funded that. And that morning was May 13th, 2019. Uh, Mert gave me the name Super Sapiens. And so when I was asked uh, by, by my counterpart at Abbott, you know, do you have a name? Do you have a name? I said, Super Sapiens. He said, cool. I like it. Do you have a business plan? I said, no. He goes, do you have any employees? I said, no, I got a couple guys I could hire uh, if we had a deal together. And he asked me to come back and pitch it formally. So we put together what a, a, the business plan, put together what we, you know, the brand identity, what we, how we wanted Super Sapiens to be positioned in the world. And, you know, in June, June 19th, 2019, it was fully endorsed. Uh, and, you know, I put the first, you know, call it half million of capital into the business to hire employees and start building the company. Uh, and so I don't know, it's been, it's been a crazy ride. Uh, the last three years feel, feels like, you know, three months. Uh, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of what we've done, uh, but even more so excited about what we can do in the, the years to come. Right. So, um, you know, important question. At that time when you were when you were kind of like looking at this and stuff, you know, I think it's why the space is super interesting, because so from from a from a venture capital perspective, right? Um, there's this um, watch this uh, watch this video um, not too long ago, right? And there was this this um, this notion of okay, you know, there's certain type of businesses, certain type of business models, right, that you see. Uh, which proved to be successful, right? And then they're basically taken and they're like popping up all over the world, right? And um, so, and I think with, with, with you know, with the consumer met metabolic kind of like health market, right? That's what we've seen uh, throughout the past years that there's like, you know, multiple players all around the globe basically kind of like popping up, right? And, and, and like working on this. And um, 
you know, so so back in the days when you were like checking this out, right? And when you were when you when you thought to yourself, okay, like you know, from my from my angle, at like from from the from where I'm coming from, right? This makes super total sense, right? I understand it as a you know from the health perspective, as, as you know, um, as a, um, as a, someone with diabetes. But like I, I, you know, at the same time, you're at this intersection to professional sports, which I think is probably unique. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, so this actually, you know, could be super super helpful for athletes. When you were at that at that point, right at the, that intersection, and I think you know you've probably been in a super kind of like um, you know good position in that sense that you had the contact to Abbott. Um, you know, were you looking around, etc. You know, of like, okay, so you know who else is working on this? What what else is out there? You know, um, what what was that happening? Uh, of course, you do the the landscape of you know who's in the the world of sport ecosystem, but no one had been looking at glucose from a performance standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, well, from a from actual company, company wide, like building a new business out of it, you know, we put continuous glucose monitors on pro cyclists about diabetes in 2008, you know, and it was a, a big learning experience. I was seeing this Ian McGregor, he's the CEO of scratch labs here in um, the U S was my athlete in 2008 saying, He's eating cake, drinking Coke. I can't get my glucose to go over hundred. What the, I said, Ian, you have a functional pancreas. You know, don't, don't waste, don't burn it out, you know, with all this sugar. Then the next day on Mount Figueroa, which is a one, about a one hour, pretty tough climb in Santa Barbara at camp. At the top of that climb, his glucose was 155 with a double arrow straight up. You know, and it was like, huh, there's something here. Then in 2011, we did, you know, 40 days of racing, you know, testing riders with diabetes versus riders without diabetes to see the comparative analysis. Again, we saw numbers that the science didn't uh, say was possible. So knew something was there, but being first to market was very important for me. And uh, this concept was very, very new, but the scientists uh, in the world of sports nutrition, you know, they understood like this. So, you know, the big, big, big thing that I think differentiates us from all the others is, is our scientific expertise. You know, you know, Mike Rudell, he's the global leader in diabetes and exercise, glycemia and exercise. He was the first to come on board. Then he helped, he introduced me to Asker Jukendrup. You know, and Asker, I mean, he is the king of, you know, carbohydrate metabolism for exercise, for recovery. You know, he's working with Jumbo Visma, you know, in their project Yellow. And Asker um, got it immediately. And was like, okay, let's let's start testing this because we know we can help. You know, we do everything nearly perfect now, but we can get better. And so once we got the scientific buy-in and got the buy-in from the likes of Jumbo Visma, the likes of Enios, uh, you know, started seeking investment from others in sport here in the U.S. So we've got now counterparts from the Boston Celtics, uh, Atlanta United, ex-GM of um, you know the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the new Brian Cashman from the New York Yankees, R.C. Buford from the Spurs are all all on board, and they understand it because you know in sport it's every one percent has an exponential impact and outcome. So that's why I want to start here, and it was just it's great to get the buy-in from influential people, and once you get buy-in from investors, it also breeds confidence, and then you start to dream a little bigger and kind of reach a little farther. Uh, but it's the whole race to be first market was critically important. And now I'm glad to see that there's, I think there's 20 other companies out there now, you know, CGM for weight loss, continuous glucose monitoring for, you know, metabolic health uh, to optimize your nutrition, which are all very valuable points that this technology offers. Um, we're just, you know, we see the platform as sport, you know, and it's not sport is the end user, right? Most of our consumers now are people who have a goal and are striving to be faster, but it's those people who sport, the athletes are the heroes of society. And if the heroes of society are embracing new technology, then the rest of the world is going to follow. And that's, I think what leads to the big vision for the future. That, that's, that, that's a good statement. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get to that because we're going to definitely, you know, um, tackle, you know, kind of like that, that, that important aspect of scaling into, into kind of wider mass. Right. Um, 
But uh, you know, let's let's still talk about kind of like um, you know first first year or like you know the the beginnings in the sense of you know bringing product to market. I mean, you you got to deal with Abbott. You 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 were able to get the guys on board. You know, quit their jobs, etc. You're you're putting in the first first 500k into into business. Um, how how quickly were you able to get let's say product to a point where you were starting to you know. As, as as quickly as possible kind of approach um, athletes in the sense of like, you know, either clubs or individual athletes, what was your kind of approach of, of targeting this? And then, you know, going from there, like how quickly did it evolve? Was it like, okay, you know, word of mouth, what, what was kind of the strategy and how quickly were you able to kind of like, you know, um, really reach as, as, as many of your target target customers in that sense, athletes. So if you look, um, you know, the concept was there, you know, the technology, you know, in its basic form, you know, ex has existed, you know, for, for a long time now. So like Ab Abbott started selling the you know, Freestyle Libre brand in Europe in 2014, you know, in the U.S. in 2018, they've now got 5 million consumers, you know, worldwide. So once we, you know, it took us a while to because Abbott developed this LibreSense glucose sport biosensor specific to us. It's the only minute by minute sense Bluetooth sensor in the world uh, indicated for people without diabetes. So we had to get the new formulation for the sensor. So it was a big R&D process with Abbott and a great uh, teamwork along with building the app, which has a lot of call it, unique challenges given the security profiles of the, the sensor. Um, so we were able to test the old sens sensors and athletes to kind of start to learn. What did you, you know, a little learning here, a little learning there. Like one Ironman uh, woman in the early days, she bonked in her first two Ironman and was five days before her third. third. And we said, do you want to try a sensor just for observation? Yeah, sure. And we saw that she was hypoglycemic all the time. Said, you know, you got to eat more, double your carbohydrate intake. So for the next three days, she doubled her carbohydrate intake. Her glucose levels averages was up above hundred for the first time in four days. And then she went on to set a personal best in Ironman by three hours. You know, think about that. <clears throat> Amateur athlete, a mother who's got a job, who trains 20 hours a week because she wants to be the best she can. She failed miserably in her first two goals. And then the third one, you know, she with just by changing how she ate before the race, she said a personal best. She said, she said she felt better in that Ironman than she had in any race that she's ever participated in. And that's when it hit us that, huh, it's not just optimizing when you're on the bike, but it opened the door up to the off hours as we call them to, to what do you eat before you exercise? What do you eat after exercise for recovery? You know, so we call it priming, performing, recovering, kind of the three pillars where we help people. And you know, again, gave us confidence. And then June, it was end of, in June, 2020, Jumbo Visma started testing the diabetes sensors. And then in July, uh, 2020, we got our app live. And that's why in the camps leading up to the 2020 Tour de France, you know, the Jumbo Visma team, the tour team was using this technology um, all the way up until race point. Both Jumbo and Enios had agreed to use the technology in the Tour de France. And then, yeah, which would have been, a, you couldn't see the data live at that point because you had to, you know, it was only on the app. We didn't have any way to bridge to Garmin or we didn't have our energy band at that time. So it was just going to be a scientific experiment. Let's see what happens to these athletes' bodies in the most rigorous sporting event in the world. And unfortunately, our governing body of cycling, the UCI, uh, two days before the race, shut that down. So and ironically, when they eventually banned us as being the best sports performance uh, product on market, they said there's no scientific data to, to showcase the benefit. It was like, well, you, you did block us from doing the study that would have showcased that data. But yeah, that's, we can have an entire separate podcast on those discussions. So you can say all in all, a year and a half from, or a year and six, yeah, year and a half from founding the company to being live in professional sporting events. And from, from there on, you know, um, how, how, how were you able, or what was kind of like, um, in the sense of your, your go-to-market strategy in terms of like scaling it, you know, like, were you, 
you know, I think I think we're kind of like in a in a very good position again, you know, because of your background and what you've done prior to that, um, in the sense of like the credibility factor, you know, that that you personally kind of like brought in. Um, how 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 quickly or how easy was it for you then, you know, to go and like reach, you know, all the other kind of like sports teams? What what was your approach? We're like, okay, so it doesn't matter, NBA, you know, NFL, uh, NFL, etc., like all all these things, you know, like what was what was your approach? Yeah, you know, it, it's. I thought it was going to be easier because right? I I know the value of continuous glucose monitoring inside and out, right? And so I just I think we we made a few mistakes in that we marketed heavily direct to consumer, you know, but who are the people who are going to buy the product initially? Most likely athletes who have coaches. So an athlete gets a new product, they don't know how to use it, they ask their coach, the coach doesn't know how to use it, and then you know they put it on the shelf and say thanks, but bye bye. Um, so we, you know, we did marketing through sports events. We found some athletes to be our ambassadors, teams, you know, to be our official partners, which was great. But what we realized probably by April of 2021, which is our first, we, we shipped our first product. I think it was December 8th, 2020. Um, you know, the pickup was, you know, it was okay. Uh, I guess by startup standards, you know, we had a great first year, but from our expectation, uh, you know, it wasn't, we weren't meeting expectation and kind of did a pivot, created a super sapiens coaching university to where we brought in some of the best coaches in the world to educate them how to use the technology. And that's, that's kind of where we're focusing now because it takes a lot. It's not, it's not a product. I, you know, my team will shoot me for saying this, but it's not a product that you just put on and, oh, you go set your personal best, right? It's a product that you have to experiment with you have to play with you have to test and really find out it's all about we're a nutrition company that doesn't sell any nutritional products because <clears throat> it's about helping you find what foods help you feel best what's the glucose number where you feel best and what do you need to eat to stay there <clears throat> and it's coaches who really give those guided experiments to their athletes so i'll say this that we have i've had some people who you know they put it on for a month and they don't understand you know, some people feel lost and stupid when they see this technology and don't know what it means and what to do. And we're, we're improving upon that in the app developments to come. But on the other side, we have athletes who work with coaches who just thank us profusely for helping them set their personal best, you know, for things like the Hot Root. Uh, you have, you know, guy, a guy 60 years old told me, Phil, for the first time in the 15 Hot Roots that I've done, I maintained my my power on stage six and seven. And I just want to say thank you. I said, what do you mean? And yeah. Charlie said, hey, Phil, you know, the glucose score, you know, my coach and I worked for two months on the specific nutrition protocol I needed. I followed it. I had great glucose scores and I maintained my power. It's because of super sapiens. Right. You know, Elliot, Elliot Kipchoge, you know, you know, our fastest runner in the planet, marathon runner in the planet. You know, he worked with the coaching team for two months before they started making adjustments. So they observed first, then they made adjustments. And then he, he won the last three or four marathons. Now he's done. So I don't know, we, we tried a lot. We did some big things like Ironman, you know, we're the title sponsor of Kona coming this year. So there's some great offers for European athletes. We'll do a big research study here in the U S um, you know, but we made some mistakes. We spent some overspent money in some areas, learned lessons, but it was, you know, before we came to market, there wasn't a single person in the world of sport who was waking up in the morning thinking, I need to be a bioglucose monitor to feel better, right? It's, you know, so the whole, we knew we had to go really big from a brand perspective and awareness perspective to kind of drive home the, at least plant the seeds in the population that this is something that can help you. And now, you know, a year and a half down the road, you know, we see that validated time over time with, you know, the people who are going faster and like Christian Blumenfeld, you know, he won gold in Tokyo, or, um, you know, thank, in part, thanks to us, just said, uh, won the Ironman World Championships. You know, again, he's been a great user study. They've got a phenomenal scientific team who, you know, optimizes for everything. And, you know, the devil's in the details when it comes to sports performance, but the devil's in the details when it comes to life performance. And, if you're willing to gamify it, then you're going to get some great outcomes. 
Yeah, so I I, I I agree with you there. Um, I think it's 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 probably quite difficult, especially like when you know with with you guys when you start out and you're targeted as kind of like athletes, right? You there's like an entire array of like different you know kind of angles that you that you can coach from, right? And and I think so. You know, it, it also and I think it 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 puts it very very perfectly into into how you described it in the sense of you know that something like you know, people, some people might feel dumb, you know, when they, when they get such a product into their hands, because, and I, and, and that's kind of like also the, 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 the problem with a lot of the, the variables and a lot of the solutions of kind of like, you know, this personalization of, of, of health um, uh, that we have right now, because it's like, you know, the way, the way, for example, information is displayed or, or so, right. It's, it's not really kind of like, it's not really that actionable for kind of the average Joe or the average consumer, right? It's, it's, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like, I always joke around that some of these products are designed for, you know, for people that are, that are CEOs of, 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 you know, fortune 500 companies or like McKinsey consultants or whatever. But um, so uh, at, at this stage, I think, so you probably are like, what is your, what is your strategy right now? Like kind of like targeting sports, kind of like the sports or the sports science directors of, of teams, et cetera. Like I, I can imagine that it, it's, it's quite difficult, right? Because I mean, you, you, you fight for attention again for these type of people, right? There's a lot of, a lot of companies that try that are trying to kind of like sell things, right. That supposedly are going to make something better uh, for athletes, et cetera. Um, what's your strategy right now? Like in the sense of, achieving that like because because right now that's that's your that's your customer base right you're trying to get that thing onto athletes you're, and then obviously you're not targeting the athlete him or herself but you need to target the coach or that person that is you know willing to kind of like you know be able to understand the importance and the, the value of that product and then like also you know together with the athlete then to to apply it in the correct way yeah it's science right period uh, if you want to simplify it to one one word it's, it's I invest in science and, you know, in the, again, I, I've owned a professional cycling team for 15 years now. Yeah. Right. And um, there's twice per week, someone's got a new oxygen that is going to absolutely change everything for you. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the principle in sport is unless you have scientific data to prove what you're claiming, then, you know, you're just another hack. So we, we've got a lot, you know, I've got four or five young PhDs, uh, who are just mining the data. They're working with the teams on education. So we're learning how we help people do it, you know, building a better platform for teams from how they can use this for whatever it is they're trying to optimize for at different phases in the seasons. You know, we've had collaborations with major league baseball teams, uh, MLS soccer teams, premier league teams, and, and others. Uh, we're proudly used in formula one, you know, so it, it's, but it's about showing the science and, you know, frankly speaking, the data that we have seen and that we saw in the very early days contradicts everything in the, you know, the medical textbooks, right? And so my chief science officer, Dr. Howard Zisser, who pioneered CGM in type one and type two, and then has come to us uh, to pioneer in the rest of the world. You know, when I tried to recruit him you know, very early on, he said, Phil, you know, what am I going to do? Like athletes with that, without diabetes, their glucose is going to be between 90 and 100. You know, what value am I going to add? Fast forward a year, and I could show him athletes who can maintain a glucose of 180 milligrams per deciliter for eight hours in an Ironman, or Ronan McLaughlin, who set the Mount the Everstein world record, you know, had an average glucose of, I think, 156 or 165 for six hours and 40 minutes. Howard said, this isn't what the textbooks say. He said, this is interesting. Nobody knows this. I said, exactly. So he quit his job at Google, uh, which was a, a very powerful job to come join us and help pioneer this new field. So I've got nearly 500 million data points uh, from a glucose standpoint, uh, 1.7 million events tied to the glucose and a data science team that's mining that, looking for the specific outcomes that we can go present to teams and say, you want your athletes to recover better here's a strategy to do so. You want your athletes to sleep better. You know, here's how you can change your fueling before going to bed to ensure stable glucose, to ensure good sleep. And in the world of sport, sleep is the most important thing for recovery. Yeah. And we're learning a lot more now about glucose's impact on quality of sleep. Um, you know, so a lot of, 
creative things like that. But I'd, I'd say at the core, we're really doubling down on our relationship with coaches and performance leads and just taking a much more hands-on approach to, you know, helping them learn and educate them, but also learning from what are the questions that they're having? Because if they're having those questions, you know, then, you know, anyone on the street would have the same question. So we just got to, we're, we're pioneering an entire new field. Uh, it's come a lot of learnings and with those learnings are helping us to better educate. And so if you said, what's your core theme for 2022, it's education. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that makes sense. And, and I mean, this, uh, I think, I think that's absolutely kind of like, you know, the basis what you said, right. I think there's, and then you, you put it perfectly, perfect kind of like example with your chief scientist there. I think there's just like, a, especially when it comes to nutrition, I think there's just so many things that we don't know yet. Right. I mean, where we literally are kind of like in the, in the dark, right. When it comes to, we know how, how food um, impacts us on an individual level. And you put it beautifully there with a kind of like a snowflake, snowflake uh, an, an analogy. Um, um, and, and so, you know, let's, let's, let's kind of like, um, and, and we didn't talk about it straight away right now, you know, status quo today, what is the product doing right now? So like, if I'm, you know, if I'm listening right now to this, um, tell me like, uh, what, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? What is your product? You have a hardware component, you have, you have, you have an app, give, give us kind of like the, the elevated picture. We, we help people who want to be better to become better. It's at the core. That's the simplest version, but you know, we've got the most accurate 14 day sensor produced by Abbott Laboratories. Um, technology that's benefited nearly 5 million people with diabetes on a year, yearly basis to you know, live healthy lives, safe lives. And we're now bringing that technology to the world without diabetes. And you know, we, we're a nutrition company that doesn't sell any nutritional products. I, I said that previously, because uh, it's about finding out what's best for you, you know, how your body reacts to food, to stress, to movement, and then help you control those to, to be the best of yourself in any situation that you want to be in. Uh, you know, so for employers who you know, are hiring, hiring people to do a job, you, know, you want to get the most out of your employers, out of, out of your employees. You know, teams who are investing hundreds of million dollars into their athletes, you know, if you're not looking at glucose uh, as a way to you know, control for the variable of their performance, then you're not maximizing your investment. Um, and, you know, most importantly to the, to the weekend warrior who's, you know, battling with school, with family and all the competing priorities in life, but it's still committed to go out there and be active. You know, we, we can help you never bonk again. We can help you go faster for longer and help you, you know, come home with a smile on your face after the group ride, because with good fuel comes great performance. And, you know, we all want to win no matter what that, you know, sprint on a group ride or just finishing a group ride uh, or a run or a triathlon, you know, we're here to help solve your problems, help you to be the best of you. I know that was a, you know, that, that was a good one. State elevator. <laughs> but, yeah. No, 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 that was a good one. Um, so I, I think, so what, what I liked um, about uh, what, what you said is, um, and this puts it, this, this puts the kind of the strategy for, for a lot of companies out there that are in, you know, in the, in the personalized health space where the go-to-market strategy starts with like targeting the, the high-performing individual, you know, oftentimes it's the, the, the athletes, but also, you know, kind of CEOs, entrepreneurs, et cetera, you know, kind of biohackers, et cetera, all, all these type of peoples, but uh, people, but the, the, the long vision is kind of like, you know, to, to scale that into wider society, right? For what would you also just, um, Kind of like put into into perspective. Um, however, I think that is that is a challenge, right? So that that is actually a big challenge, right? Um, I think a lot of companies have not solved yet, right? If we look, especially also at the variable companies, and not taking Apple or Fitbit into consideration, but like you know something like Aura, for example, which just sold one million rings, right? Which in comparison, like to you know the water water kind of population is is not that much, but um, so how do you see that for, for kind of like, you know, continuous glucose monitoring in the sense, like how far are we out in the sense of where you kind of see the product being adapted and, and kind of like wider society? Because I think oftentimes we said, for example, is you said also, you know, exercise is kind of like the center of everything, right? You, you, you described that very beautiful there. 
Um, I think oftentimes it's it's a, it's a list. It's a it's a, a matter of priorities, right? So for a lot of people, people are in comfort zones. People have comfort zones, and they just prioritize things very differently, right? So for example, for you and me, you know, we we might prioritize exercising, you know, and buying all sorts of kind of things and trying them out very high. Whereas you know, the average Joe has a different type of like you know prioritization. So how do you how do you think about that? Because I think in the long run, especially for your type of company, right, that it's that's quite important. Yeah, I mean, if you look, you know, I, I'll go back in time a bit. Like I had the very first sensor inserted into my back in 1999, right? That's, that's when I tried continuous glucose monitoring the first time when I was a junior racing bikes. I tried the first forward-facing one in 2005. You know, that technology is what was the baseline of what Abbott launched to Europe in 2014. But for 10 years, there was questions. Is it accurate? Can I action? You know, those have all been solved. I'm, I'm proud to help pioneer the adoption, the awareness and the u- utilization of CGM uh, in people with diabetes. But if you think Abbott launched in 2014, we're now in 22, they're, they've got 5 million customers. They're doing 5 billion in revenue per year, growing at 1 billion per, per year um, there. So that's the model for us. So you know, the sport consumer, if you look at you know, our target, it would probably be the Strava user someone who cares about gamification as a means to you know, be, be relevant. Like you know, that's what Strava is. It gamifies, you know, you, you on a, a ride by yourself, you have a purpose, you have, because you can do that. And there's 90, I think there's a hundred million Strava users now. So that's where we can get to. Uh, there's, you know, two and a half, three million people on Zwift you know, on a regular basis who go in their basement, uh, you know, sit and stare at a screen, because they get a chance to be with other people who are being active, they care about their health. They care about their performance. So how quickly are we gonna to get to 5 million customers? You know, I wish I had a crystal ball that could answer that. Uh, but I think over the next five years, it's possible. And you know, the cascading effect, I think, again, is what's most important the, of athletes. You know, More athletes using this means more government leaders are gonna see it. And that means it's going to get reimbursed for more people with diabetes. You know, the athletes, we've got athletes in you know, Africa who are trying the product now, you know, cyclists trying to break out of Africa. You saw Benjamin Jamey uh, from Wanti, who just won a stage at the Giro yesterday um, from Eritrea, first ever black athlete, a- African athlete to win a stage at Grand Tour. When we get sensors on guys like that and Elliot Kipchoge, it's going to fast track, you know, access to medicine for people in developing countries, which that, again, it's, it's not the goal of super sapiens, but it's my goal. And it's my dream. And, and so as more, yeah. So yeah, let's say in a dream scenario, 5 million people in five years. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we've got to work with Abbott to make sure that a billion people get on product in the next 15 years. Because if a billion people get on product, that's a billion healthier individuals that the world will have. Uh, so it's the mission to spread this as far and as fast as far as possible, as fast as possible. But five, five million consumers in the next five years is you know, a realistic uh, target. It's by no means a guarantee. We have a yeah, lot yeah, of work yeah. to get there. But if we do, um, you know, life will be interesting. That sounds amazing. I'm excited for that. You, you, we talked about balance, right? And um, you talked about your time uh, when in 2012 when you were um, when you were struggling uh, in the sense of you were gaining weight, etc. What are you doing today in order to you know to balance all things to be high performing, being a startup founder, etc. What's kind of your routine? What what is you know how do you make sure that you are you know being a good father, being a good great founder, etc. You know all these things together. Yeah, you know, the, the, the founder deal, I, I like to solve problems for my team. Um, I'm, I'm present and I'll never quit, right? That's, that's, what, it, that's what my team knows. I've, I've invested heavily into the business to, you know, ensure, you know, we, we c- could continue. And, you know, I'm just grateful to work with the people I work with. So that's, that's the business side. Being a father, uh, just being, being there. You know, I don't look at my computer when I come home from work. I, if I have to get on a phone, you know, I go in another room. I'll never let my kids see that a phone is more important than you know their their questions to me. Uh, and I pride myself on that. I ride bikes with them, play sports with them because I, you know, got to practice what I preach. And then the bike. Uh, I will say the last six months have been incredibly 
you know, challenging in the startup roller coaster world. Uh, I looked at the data. I, I did the Mallorca 312 on April 30th. You know, the night before it was, we were planning on the 167 and then a good glass of wine. Of course, creativity came and we said, let's do the whole 300 kilometer ride. But I looked at the data afterwards. I've only been exercising three days a week for the past three months. And I said to my team on Tuesday at our all hands that that's not acceptable. So I'm committing to five days of activity per week. Uh, I've got three, two, two, two in so far. I'm going to ride this afternoon. Um, and I think five days of exercise, you know, I like good glasses of red wine. Uh, you know, social hour is important. Uh, Got to just live life and have fun. Uh, it's a journey, but today is today. And I just try to, you know, always see the, the glass half full and approach life with the fact that I'm blessed to be alive. I'm 15 years longer on the planet than I was supposed to be. Uh, so I cherish every day like it's my last. What a great note to end on. Um, Phil, thanks a lot for being the show. It was really amazing having you on. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it.